welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is June 1st. 1st of June, 1996. Summertime. Amazing. What do you so think? happy. Your birthday came and went. It did. It was It was nice. You liked your birthday? I liked my birthday. It's good. Well, this is not your birthday. This <laughs> is the show where we talk about movies and television and and stuff that sucks. And stuff that sucks. Wow. Yeah, we talk about stuff that sucks because what we watched sucked. It did. It really, really did. But then we watched something that didn't suck too. Well, there was sucking, but it didn't suck. <laughs> but not the kind you're thinking. <laughs> anyway, think, speaking of things that suck, uh, Chris Draper got his face completely destroyed on the ice hockey rink. Uh-oh. Yeah, you don't... Uh, I know you don't follow sports. Not at all. But the Detroit Red Wings are in a playoff game, Western Conference Finals, with the Colorado Avalanche and Claude Lemieux, piece of shit. Claude Lemieux? Yeah, for the... That's right. For the Colorado Avalanche, uh, like, checked him from behind into the boards... Broke his jaw, completely destroyed him. Damn. Yeah, it's no good. That sucks. Yeah. And now, a legislative... Hey! <laughs> what? Speaking of things that suck, and it does. <laughs> yeah. And now a legislator wants Colorado, the Colorado play, player charged, it says. This is by Chris Kristoff, by the way. Hmm. Uh, it was only a hockey game, but state lawmakers saw crime in the Red Wings' 4-1 to season-ending loss to the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday night. Yeah, that their loss was a crime. Just joking. Uh, Representative Kirk Profit, Democrat Ypsilanti, is calling for criminal charges against Avalanche forward Claude Lemieux, who inflicted serious facial injuries on Red Wings forward Chris Draper. What do you think? Do you think that should be a criminal thing, or do you think... He should just suffer some kind of punishment in the hockey world. No, I think it's, yeah, I think he should suffer a punishment in the hockey world. <laughs> I think he should be banned for the rest of the season and possibly part of next season as well. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose. It's like things just get out of hand. So there's, there's certain laws that apply uh, to, like, you know, hockey players, people in sports, they have certain protections from being sued for, like, assault and stuff mm. like that. Like, if you could sue someone for assault in sports, then football players could possibly get sued constantly right. for assault because they're literally assaulting each other. They're That's tackling true. each other and, and things like that. And hockey, which is also a very physical sport, same kind of thing. So there are certain laws in place that uh, indemnify players against criminal actions. However... That doesn't, like if someone brought a gun on the ice and shot somebody, obviously that's not covered. Right. There are, sometimes the lines can be blurred, but there's, and sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a fine line between what is a criminal activity and what's in the, in the process of the game. What he did was dirty, and I have a feeling he will pay. 
not even only, uh, you know, with the commissioner's office, but I have a feeling the next time the Red Wings see the avalanche, he's going to pay. But um, it wasn't, to me, it doesn't rise to, as much as I hate him, to me, it doesn't rise to the level of criminality. Yeah, Like you said, he didn't go there with malicious intent to try to murder Chris Draper. You know, like, he, that wasn't the intent. So I don't think it's, I don't think it raises to that level, no. I think it's, it's terrible. And, you know, the Red Wings season's over, which is also terrible. They were, they, they you know, they broke the, the record. The most, most wins in NHL history in the regular season. And to go out like this, it sucks. But yeah. they need to get tougher. And, th- and this is part of it, too. They They're not... A tough enough team. That's. I'm not going to go into the sports things. I know no one wants to hear me talk about sports, but I thought I'd bring it up because it's a big story right now. You know, with with Draper and everyone's seen the pictures of you know the blood coming mm. down his face, and it's just not good. <coughs> and and Osgood's like his his best friend or whatever. I don't know. They're they're good friends, and I know you're you and your 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 friend love Chris Osgood. I don't. She does. Well, whatever. I don't care. Sorry, Claudette. I don't care if he's fucking alive or dead. Uh, I mean, I'm glad his face didn't get broken. It did. His jaw's broken. No, not Chris Osgood's. Oh, no, no, he's fine. Uh But speaking of people who are not fine, uh, Whitewater Verdict. Guilty. The Arkansas governor and two others convicted of fraud. James McDougal, 55, former owner of Madison Guarantee Savings and Loan. A verdict convicted on 18 counts of fraud, conspiracy, and misuse of loans or whatever. He faces up to 84 years in prison and $4.5 million in fines. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, Susan McDougal, 41, former partner in Whitewater. I assume they're married. I don't know. I don't really follow this story. But, yeah, 55, 41, I said that big of an age difference. Uh, convicted on four counts of fraud. Faces up to 17 years in prison and a $1 million fine. Jim Guy Tucker, 52, the governor of Arkansas, current governor of Arkansas. Verdict, convicted on two counts of fraud and conspiracy. Faces up to 10 years in prison and a $500,000 fine. And I'm guessing that it's not going to be good for him politically, but also not good. The reason this is a big deal is because if you, if you remember, uh, Jim Guy Tucker is the current governor of Arkansas. The former governor of Arkansas, the, the governor right before him is, uh, 42nd president of the United States. (laughs) Wow. William Jefferson Clinton. So it says damage control becomes concern for Clinton. And then they have a big chronology of the key dates and everything in this Whitewater saga. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big fraud case. And were the Clintons involved? Were they not involved? You know, it's another thing I don't care about. Do like, you care? If they were involved in fraud. I mean, he's the president. Like, I don't want the president to be a liar who is uh, prone to defrauding the public. That, yeah. that seems like a bad idea. True. But... um. 
is it does it seem to be affecting his governance of the country? No, it doesn't. And he's here's the thing: I get like winning fixes a lot of ills, right? And he seems to be doing pretty good with his his uh, you know his fucking the way he's running the country. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the old thing in sports, like. You know, winning fixes everything. Your coach can be a piece of shit, and you hate him and everything, but you guys are winning games, and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll put up with him, you know? <laughs> that makes sense. And it's like, so he's he seems to be making the right moves. Countries, like, things are good right now. The economy's, economy's starting to get back to, you know, respectability. Um, we're, we're not at war with anyone right now. Uh, things seem good. Yeah. I, just, you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that uh, I don't know. It, it, like you said, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about it a lot because it's, you know, it's doesn't affect us directly. Correct. Something that happened in Arkansas, maybe. I mean, he's probably guilty. Like he probably had something to do with it. I'm not imagining that this dude, the McDougals. We're just working with the current governor of Arkansas or whatever on this these fraud things. Like I, I'm, I'm guessing that Clinton at least knew about what was going on. Right. So yeah. I mean that is kind of sad. I guess whatever. Whatever. I, yeah, I don't give a shit though. <laughs> Ultimately, you know what else I didn't give a shit about? What the movie we watched this week? No <sighs> television this week. We're not. I don't even want to fucking talk about TV this week because. Of everything else that we need to talk about. But, I mean, we did watch TV this week, obviously. But a lot of reruns this week. We're getting into the summer. It's getting to the time where we're going to have to kind of do something else. But we did watch The Arrival. We went to to the movie theater and said, two tickets, please, (laughs) for Charlie Sheen in The Arrival. At least there was popcorn. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. This movie, we walked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We walked out and had a fun night afterwards. Yeah. But before, before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tipping your hand a little bit there, Carol. I, I like, um, you know, getting dessert at Big Boy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Yeah. We did get dessert at Big Boy. <laughs> and that's all. That's all we did. We didn't go to the pool house. <laughs> That's a reference to, if you listen to our 90210 tapes, you'll know who we're talking about. If you don't, listen to them. Right. Anyway. But this, so this movie, ostensibly what I got out of this movie, and we watched probably, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes of it before we left the theater, before we left in disgust. But I already know everything that's going to happen in this movie. Right. From it. Yeah. Uh, so Charlie Sheen works at some place that listens to, it's like SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Uh, they, it's a place with a bunch of satellites aimed at the sky and that he's listening for some kind of radio signal or something from different star systems where they might, we might find evidence of aliens contacting us. And one night they get something, they get a hit and, 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 it's weird. At some point in in this movie, he's trying to get a, another job. By the way, 
this was stupid too. Ron Silver plays his boss, and he makes it seem like the like the guy's nuts and stuff like that, and badmouths him when he's trying to get another job. If he hadn't done that, I think this all goes away a lot easier. Yeah. So it was, it was really stupid for mm-hmm. him to like pretend like, oh, it never happened. We never heard it. Come on now. Yeah. You're going to make him seem like he's crazy and you don't expect any repercussions from that. You're an idiot. Ron Silver. Right. The actor for taking a part in the shit. <laughs> yes. They're all um, not making the best career decisions. So, but he, the guy calls, he's like, oh, um, yeah, they said, uh, like he said that, Someone says he's at the JPL. He's working at the JPL. Now, I'm pretty sure the JPL is the Jet Propulsion Lab. Okay. Which is where they work on the jet propulsion systems, as the name would imply, for rockets, which has absolutely nothing to do with what he's doing. (laughs) So, I don't know where, like, people are just, like, throwing out NASA abbreviations that they, like, heard or something like that. But anyway. So, he works at one of those places. He, He, he... Here's a thing, him and Richard Schiff, his his buddy, and then, the like I said, they cover it up and they're like, no, never happened, you know. And these government people come and they're like, we're gonna take all your files and everything because we're from the Department of Justice. And it was it was a space, it was a, a spy satellite. That's all. That's all you heard. That's what they said. That's their cover story. And he's like, hey, how come, how come it moves like a star then? I don't. I didn't understand some of the technical stuff they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's basically we're listening to a star system, and we get this thing right. Right. Then they ham fist somebody talking about fucking terraforming uh, into this thing about like oh we could terraform Mars and all this stuff. It all begins by the way somebody on the North Pole finding a bunch of flowers amid the snow. This shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the caliber of the acting. In the entire scene. At one point, Charlie Sheen and his girlfriend are having a conversation, and Charlie Sheen's like, so I guess that means we're done then, huh? And she's like, yeah, maybe we're at the end of the road. And that's like that's literally how <laughs> the dialogue's terrible, because people don't talk the way they're talking. Right. And the delivery is wooden and awful. And Charlie Sheen's a good actor. He's done good work before. Mm-hmm. Dog shit in this movie. They're all dog shit, and I don't think it's their fault. It's got to be the direction. Yeah, it's got to be the director and the writing. Just really, really bad. It was boring. Yeah. And and stupid. But then, it's like, oh. you know, like, Charlie Sheen decides he's like he's going to take charge of all the um of all the satellites around the area. People getting their satellite television and stuff like that, and he somehow remotely takes control of them and points them all at the same place so that the star system so that he can listen. But it comes from the ground, and it comes from someplace in Mexico, right? That's what they find out. Mm-hmm. And the, they kill his buddy, Richard Schiff. Mm. <laughs> so, from all this, I think you can probably figure out the plot of the movie, too. There are aliens already here. They're right. on the ground. They're going to terraform Earth. They're communicating back and forth from the, to the, their star system. They're sending communications the, the ones coming from Earth are coming from the aliens that are already here. That's what he heard. Those people, they look like people, but they're aliens, and they killed Richard Schiff, so he couldn't uh, figure it out. They, Ron Silver is probably one of these fucking aliens, too. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's an alien. They're all in high uh, fucking places and stuff like that. The aliens are among us. They're already it's here. It's the lizard people. It's not exactly. It's not even the arrival. It's they're already here. Mm-hmm. They've already arrived. It should be called arrived. And we're going to terraform the planet and make it like our planet uh, because our planet's dying or whatever. Our star exploded and we need a new place to live and it's going to be Earth. And that's the plot of the movie. And then he's going to have to try to stop him. Boo fucking who. Good job, Charlie Sheen. This movie sucked. It really, really did. One of the worst. Like I said, half an hour, I know exactly everything that's going to happen in this movie. One of the worst pieces of shit we've seen in a long time. And he had a random neighborhood child just hanging out at his house? Yeah, a a little black kid, uh, like probably 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, I don't know. For the urban market? Like... The, the kid serves almost no purpose. I guess so he doesn't have to talk to himself. Right. Well, and because he's explaining things to the kid that we're supposed to learn. But, yeah. I mean, it was he's boring anyway, so I'm sorry I didn't learn anything. And he's telling this kid, oh, you can come over when your grandma goes to sleep at 10 o'clock at night. Right. Uh, child molester? Like, <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah, this this movie... Ugh. I mean, the direction was, like like you said, the directing of the actors, terrible. Mm-hmm. The direction, as far as, like, cinematography and, and that kind of technical stuff goes, it's it's all, it's flat lighting, it's, it's, sh- it's like, shallow depth of field, it's, 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 you know, someone needs to teach this director the rule of thirds. <laughs> like, it's terrible and every single aspect i think there was a couple weird editing choices in the half an hour that we watched right. too. yeah it was just not good don't waste your time and your money the sound design sucked everyone on this movie should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> shame i don't know how you, you 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 look the bank teller in the face when you cash <laughs> your paycheck right. you have to have a ski mask and a gun ridiculous terrible movie yes i mean we don't walk out on we've seen some bad movies oh we've seen some stinkers we don't walk out on many movies this movie's terrible yeah couldn't do it didn't wanna sorry i love you guys but not that much yeah next week hopefully something better yeah we got i think i think i know what we're gonna watch next week i think we'll know we're gonna go to the theater and see next week but uh, there's that new movie that's coming out, The Rock. Okay. I think I think that's out next week. Um, With Sean Connery. Yeah, 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 and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Cool. Sean Connery. <laughs> Something I'm actually excited to see. Right. Yeah, I think that comes out, or I think that that might have come came out this week. I think, but we went to see the fucking Arrival instead. <sighs> Shame on us. Anyway, I think that's what we're going to talk about next week. I believe. But what else we can talk about today is what we did. What we watched on my birthday, because it was my birthday, and I got to pick, and it was awesome. Yeah, we went and rented a movie since the arrival sucked. We rented Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 1992's own. It's it's a Luke Perry double feature, if you listen to both these tapes. I loved it. I've always loved it. Like I've seen it so many times that I literally know all the words. And uh, my friend and I used to do the cheers. And I'd never heard of it. (laughs) That's fucked up. Why? 
that you've never heard of it? It's not like it it wasn't a popular like it did okay in the box office uh five years ago or four years ago when it came so out. So where were you four years ago? I wasn't watching it four years ago. Well, that was a mistake. I guess, but what I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying I don't think a lot of people have heard of this movie. Well, if you haven't, then uh, go rent it because, again, awesome. But it's Christy Swanson, yes, and Luke Perry, and then a bunch of other people. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's right. Paul Rubens. <laughs> he's very funny in this movie. He's he's like my second favorite character in the movie. Really? Yeah. yeah he's pretty good. Because because he's so funny. I love his line delivery. He loses an arm. Kill him a lot. <laughs> He loses an arm at one point, which is pretty funny. In this movie, it's it doesn't take itself seriously at all, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> which is it's no. it's just light and fluffy and funny. Oh, Donald Sutherland's in this movie too. Yeah, he plays uh, Merrick, and uh, yeah, he's like creepy. Yeah, like, I, guess. I mean, a little bit. Like, if I just met him, like, and he's like staring at me, like he's staring at her, I. would be uh running in the other direction yeah I but see that. like she is the vampire slayer mm-hmm. and apparently every single time that she dies she comes back looking exactly the same it's weird it is weird and she <laughs> she always has thanks a birthmark for, thanks for that verification <laughs> she always has a birthmark that uh he, he brings up and she's like ew that f a uh, big fat hairy mole. I had that removed. Right. Yeah. It's so it's a valley girl. Yeah. But she's a vampire slayer. It's a it's a mix of genres, right? And she gets cramps when she's around vampires. I she love gets it. Period cramps. Yeah. My secret weapon is PMS. I mean, it's just this is the best movie ever. Like I love the lines. It just it makes me laugh so much. It's so. This is one where a lot of the lines are delivered deadpan, but this, but it works for mm-hmm. this movie because these these lines should be delivered in this way. This movie's infinitely better directed than The Arrival. Um, I don't like the movie as much as you did. I I, I doubt anybody loves the movie as much as me, but but it's I did. Awesome. But I did enjoy the movie. Uh, Luke Perry's okay in the movie he's not in a lot of it yeah and like when he is he's fine like it's i'm starting to realize luke perry's not the world's greatest actor i don't think he's a bad actor he's not a bad actor but he's a serviceable actor he's i wouldn't even call him good Hmm. he's like He's a workman like he's a fine actor, but he's not. You know, he th- there are many, many, many better actors than him. So, what you think? It's just because he's good looking. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Like Tom Cruise, you know, also very good looking. We saw him in Mission Impossible last week, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he's a really good actor. Yeah, like, born on the Fourth of July and stuff. I mean, like he's good. Uh he plays uh, Ernie Kovacs or whatever. Not so. Fucking comedian from the forties or fifties, but uh, I plays um, I can't remember the guy's name Novak or something like that. I think real guy, real guy that got hurt in Vietnam and, and became eh, whatever. Watch Born on the <laughs> Watch sorry. Born on the Fourth of July. It's a good movie. 
<laughs> I just am not familiar. But anyway, he's a good... He, Tom Cruise is a really good actor. When he wants to be, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe that's why Luke Perry's not a movie star, why he's a TV star. Right. Because he's not... You know, like I said, he's not bad. He's fine. He's serviceable. But he doesn't even rise to the level of what I'd call good, let but alone great. Christy Swanson, I think, was was good. Yeah, well, she car- she has to carry the movie, like, you know, pretty much the entire way through. And Donald Sutherland was and good. And she's very good. Donald Sutherland's a pro, you know. He's, he's always good. Yeah, he's he's always solid. Um, He's weird. He's a weird guy. Why, like, why do you say not that? Not only is his character weird, but every movie I've ever seen him in, he's weird. Animal House, MASH. Like, every movie I've ever seen Donald Sutherland, he's just a weird dude. Hmm. I think he's a weird guy in real life. That's my guess. Maybe. But anyway, so tell me what you like about this movie. Well, I Go mean, through the, the positives. Okay. Uh, I like the humor. Yeah. And... It is a slyly funny movie. It's not a... There's not a lot of jokes. There's not a lot of setup, punchline, you know, setup, payoff kind of jokes. But there's a lot of, like, snappy, one-lining, one-liner kind of jokes. Sarcasm. Yes. And that's my favorite type of humor. <laughs> so it's right up my alley in that in that respect. But, yeah, there, it's a lot. It's very deadpan funny. It's vampires, and I love all things vampires, so, mm-hmm. you know, it has that going for it. Yeah, it's a vampire comedy, which I don't know if there is any other vampire comedies that I can think of. I guess that movie uh, with Jim Carrey from, like, I don't know, 1990 or 89 or something like that, uh, I think it's called Once Bitten. Hmm. If, if you have a chance, look, go go rent Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. Once Bitten. Yeah, it's not good, but uh, you'll <laughs> laugh. Um, and I think it's it's kind of like there's like the romantic storyline going there too with her and Luke Perry. Yeah, it's that's one of my negatives. Really? Because I don't. They either could have been friends, which I would have been fine with, or they could be love interest. But I don't see a lot. There's it. It doesn't build enough to me. You know hmm. what I mean? Like I, I don't. They're good working together, and I think they have decent chemistry on screen together, but not sexual chemistry. They have more we're friends chemistry to me. Oh, I disagree. Oh, okay. I, I, I yeah. I don't. I don't see the the sexual connection between the two of them. But I think. Um, yeah, I, I like, I don't know, I like them as friends, but I don't, like I said, I didn't really, I don't think their relationship is fully developed in, okay. the, in the story. Well, I mean, it's not the main focus of the story, and she starts out with another dude, so. It's not even the tertiary focus of the story. Right. It's just background of the story. Right, it's, it's, it, it reeks of, of executive meddling to me. It reeks of executives saying, we need a love interest. Hmm. Put a love interest in this movie. This movie was written by a dude named, uh, not Josh, uh, Jaws, Joss Whedon. Like, like, Will Wheaton? Not Wheaton, Whedon. 
Hmm. What a weird name. His dad wrote for, I think, Sid Caesar's show, your show of shows. Okay. Something like that. But apparently, because I was, I sometimes I read Variety and some of the, the Hollywood magazines, you know, the trades as they call them. And I was reading, uh, I got my, but one of my buddies has a bunch of back issues of, he collects these like Hollywood type uh, magazines and stuff like that, right? And so I found in Fangoria, you know Fangoria? No. That's uh, a horror magazine. So he collects up all the Fangorias too. Lots of I should take you over his house one time. Yeah, it's because uh, I know you like horror stuff. The Fangoria stuff, great like pictures and things like that. They'll they'll show like behind the scenes makeup stuff and everything. So there's a bunch of magazines like that, and he collects all these kind of magazines that have to do with movie making because he's cool. a huge movie guy, right? Um, so I was reading in one of them, one of the gossipy ones. Because uh, I want to do a little research on this Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, we don't we rarely get to do this because we're watching movies that are like new release movies. Right. But and a lot of these stories come out years later, and it's been a few years now with, for this movie. But I guess Joss Whedon didn't like the direction they took the movie in. Okay, they he wanted it to be darker, like still funny, but with a darker edge to it. And I guess they went a lot lighter than he wanted to as far as, like, like he wanted her to burn down the school <laughs> and, like, kill everyone inside. Holy shit. But also the vampires. Like, to kill the vampires, she just, like, kills everyone else, too. Wow. All her classmates and stuff. And I can see that. I can see the culmination of that. Because there's, she has this friend group, and she slowly disconnects from this friend group, and they're more and more toxic towards her and shit yeah. like that. And I can see... Why she wouldn't care about killing the rest of... I mean, she would, but... You know what I mean? Like, I can see... For a darker movie, like a dark comedy, I could see that being a culmination of her, like, you know, fuck you guys, and, you know, we're gonna kill you with all the vampires kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of glad it didn't go that way. Well, that's apparently what Joss Whedon wanted to do. And, and, oh, you know what? We know Joss Whedon, too, because he wrote uh, Toy Story. We watched Toy Story, and he wrote that. He wrote Toy Story? Well... So a bunch of people from that company, Pixar, wrote it, but he, like, they wrote it and then they gave it to him. Because I guess he's, like, some good, he's a really good writer or whatever. Uh, he's known for that. His dad was, a, you know, legendary writer, too. So, like I said, he worked on that Sid Caesar show or whatever, and it's, like, the greatest writing room ever. Mm. Mel Brooks was in that writing room. Carl Reiner. Fucking Neil Simon was in that writing room. Um so yeah, he uh, they he like took the second pass on uh, on that, and I guess the Sid character and everything like that's all him. Okay. So yeah, he he had a big hand in writing Toy Story, uh, but anyway, so uh, he doesn't like the direction this movie went, and he fought for a long time about it. So hmm. so and that's unfortunate, but it did. I think it. Like you said, maybe it worked out for the best. It gives it a better, it gives it more of a happy ending. Yeah. And some of the kids that, that are her friends in this get to, like, shine a little bit. There's that one girl, uh, I looked up the actress's name, because, uh, you know, we had our access to the VHS. Right. Uh, Hillary Swank is her name. Yeah. And she was, I liked, she seems like a good actress. I liked her. Um, and her character is very snobby and, <laughs> and like, you know, she, she, at the beginning, she tells Christy Swanson, she's looking at this like yellow leather jacket and she's like, oh, that's so five minutes ago or whatever. And then later she buys it. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, I thought it was five minutes ago. It's retro. Yeah. So <laughs> she's she's one of those, right? But she plays that really well. Yeah. She has something with the vampires at the end. She fights them or whatever, right? She gets eaten. Does she? Yeah. Oh, okay. She gets, like, they break the window and yank her out. Oh, I thought that's... I thought that she got away. No, another one who was in the car, the one that was sleeping with her boyfriend, I think she survived. Well, they broke up. Her ex-boyfriend. He broke up on the, on her machine, as she says. Mm-hmm. You broke up with my machine? <laughs> I mean, one of them stabs a vampire and then goes, ew. Yeah, that's who I was thinking but, of. Was that Hillary Swank? I don't know. Uh. No one knows. <laughs> we can't figure it out. Anyway. But yeah, I um I liked the movie. There were there were lots of lots of lots of positives in this film. Yeah, I mean, I I think that it was very enjoyable. Rudger Howard's in this movie. Who the hell is that? That's the main vampire. The like the bad like the one that wants to sacrifice her or whatever. Oh yeah, the one she's always dreaming about. That's Rudger Hauer. The bad what, guy. What else has he been in? Blade Runner. I've never seen Blade Runner. Well, there you go. I guess that's a problem. He's, uh, I think he's German or he's Scandinavian or something. I don't know. But he's foreign. Okay. But he's a good actor. Yeah, I, I think he did an excellent job. And he kills Merrick. Um, Apparently in Joss Whedon's original script, uh, script Merrick killed himself. <gasps> oh, to save her, I'm assuming, though. I guess. I don't know. I hope commit, so. Commit suicide. Jeez, Joss Whedon is dark. Dark as shit. He needs some help. Right? I don't know. That Sid character from Toy Story is pretty dark. <laughs> right? That must have been his contribution. But I, I, I liked the light and fluffy nature of this. It is. It's. It feels like an adventure. It doesn't yeah. feel like a horror movie. It doesn't feel like... It's a it's a comedy, but it's like kind of an adventure comedy. You know what I equate it to a little bit is sort of uh, Temple of Doom. Okay. The you know the Indiana Jones sequel. Yeah, I can see that. But less less cynical. It's like Indiana Jones meets uh, Clueless. Yeah, that's a good idea, or that's a good uh, a good whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I keep thinking equation, but it's not that. I don't know. A good comparison. <laughs> He's doing things with his hands that don't make sense. Well, you weren't <laughs> complaining last night. Hey, that's now. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. What do you think? Yeah. Just if you have never seen it, if you've never you, heard you better, of Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer, go see it. Yes. It's good. It is definitely worth your time. It's better than The Arrival. Don't go Don't see, see The Arrival. The arrival. <laughs> Stay home and watch Buffy. Just imagine Charlie Sheen with a goatee <laughs> and glasses. That's so, so the director was like, how do we make Charlie Sheen look like a brilliant scientist? Goatee and glasses. <laughs> Get him in makeup. The fuck? Idiot. Oh, what a terrible movie. Very bad. All right. Well, that is our episode for the week, Carol. So, um, yeah, write us at latefee1994 at com. Check out our website at com. Yep. 
and uh, tell a friend. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.